0: Welcome to Story Over Everything with Edward Atwell
1: and Chaz Reed.
0: What's going on, everybody? This is Aaron Edward Atwell from Edward Atwell Films here with my co-host Chaz Reed. What's going on, Chaz?
1: What's going on? What's going on, what's going on, everybody? Um, Man. You know what? Let's run into... Let me run you guys through my, my little past week incidents. What's I'm not happened? even going to give you the, the positive stuff. I'm just going to give you the negative mess ups because um I keep it real, you know, and uh, mistakes do happen. And um my biggest mistake this week was uh I had to go do an engagement interview um out in Durham, which is about an hour and a half away from where I stay. And, you know, this whole weekend has been just really... Hectic, and I've had two thousand things going on. And as I get to Durham, I'm looking for a parking space, and something tells me to look in my back seat. Um, I look in my back seat, and you know what? I forgot my tripods. <laughs> I don't know how in the world that happened, but um, I ended up winging it. We uh, shot the interview at this um at a rooftop bar and they had high tables and we got in the corner and I had my, um, my gimbal. So I set the gimbal on a high end table. Um, I had the other camera. I was, um, freehand, I was holding it, um, freehanded, And I had the photographer that was doing their, their photo shoot, ask them the interview questions. So I was still able to make it work, but, um, Yeah, I guess the lesson of the week is um, slow down sometimes, guys. Just uh, take it easy. Make sure you got everything. And uh, double check and triple check and then go ahead and get in the car.
0: Yeah, dude, that's good advice. Um, I know plenty of times, you know, if I get in a hurry, I tend to forget things. I think Mm -hmm. that's definitely important to stay, you know, calm and at ease during weddings uh, Mm -hmm. or engagement interviews. Uh, So the most important question that obviously the audience wants to know is what did you think of the gif that my wife sent you? Of the who? The gif. the uh, that my wife you know posted what? for you.
1: I um, <laughs> I really, I, I'm really not a fan of her. We're not friends right now. Um, <laughs> I'll I'll keep her posted on when I decide to uh friend her again. Okay. But, yeah. yeah, um,
0: yeah. You uh, know. <laughs> so what else is uh what's else been happening in Chaz's world?
1: Um, nothing much, man. Just you know dealing with, you know I'm not gonna drop no names, but dealing with um. Difficult clients, let's just say that. Um, you know, Aaron, he doesn't believe he he's he's still blown away by how much tolerance I have for um bull jive, but uh I guess it's Uncle Sam and you know, his um calming naturing mentality that he's enforced on me. But um yeah, that's really about it, man. I'm working on a I'm working on a short film right now for um a parent appreciation um D V D. And this couple's been married for 65 years. Mm. The dad is like 90 and the mom is um, 80. So wow. just piecing that together. And um, that's really it, man. Tell me about your week, bro.
0: Great, man. That sounds cool. Um, so, yeah, it's been a pretty productive week. You know, we got episode one on the podcast up. Um, I've actually had some pretty good feedback so far. Um, we are now officially up on iTunes. Uh, we're up on Stitcher as well as a few others, uh, which was a cool step to take. Um, so we got that done. Uh, Also a busy week, I picked up a new uh, A7-3 body, uh, Mm. which so far is phenomenal. Really looking forward Mm. to getting that uh, broken in this weekend. Right. Um, Let's see, I have, man, it's been a really busy week. I've got a ton of inquiries, had a great uh, call earlier with a bride. Um, I have a call after this uh, recording with a bride. Um, So it's really been busy. And then, you know, of course, uh, you already know. Um, the wedding for this weekend the bride is bringing in an international photographer um, whose work visa did not pass through customs Um, so yeah he got he got booted back uh, not able to come into the country Uh, so now I have uh, taken on mantle of photographer and videographer and I will be providing both services uh, and I'm looking forward to accepting that challenge now for the audience I don't think that's a good idea I don't think that that's something that you should try to get into, uh, you know, doing both, at least at a high level. Um, This was a unique situation that she didn't have any options. And so, I, you know, I accepted the challenge and said, let's do it. Let's make something beautiful. Um, So, yeah, it's been busy. uh, But, you know, I'm going to go ahead and introduce our guest today, a special guest, uh, Jonas Belili from the Bay Area in California. Uh, What's going on, Jonas?
2: Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, I'm glad to be on the show. Um, yeah, I real I really appreciate you guys bringing me on. Hopefully, um, the experience that I've you know gone through you know in this journey will uh, shed some light to those who are you know starting out.
0: Absolutely. So how was your uh, how was your week been in your business? What do you got oh, going on?
2: Oh man, a lot of things going on um, going on with the Legacy Weddings uh, itself. So I think we we booked over seven thousand this week in uh, wedding services. Um, and nice. that was just on Monday and then I was like screw this the rest of the week is mine <laughs>
0: <laughs> right but, uh, yeah when you book yeah. 7,000 on Monday you're good to take the rest of the week and hang out yeah absolutely
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so we have that going on um, and then we're creating this new system um, that'll help out other photographers and videographers um, you know who are starting out or who already have some kind of presence you know in the Instagram world or you know just presence online with their branding and trying to help them um, you know book some jobs without having you know to deal with you know the, the first sales call or having to deal with sales in general you know? mm-hmm. so we're starting that out and uh, you know it's going pretty well
0: yeah how uh, does that work um, that, that sounds interesting yeah
2: uh, well without giving too much information just oh yeah don't give away the secrets you the, know
0: just uh, the uh, just the gist you know what can we expect
2: yeah uh, cool uh, yeah so what's happening right now is we're we've we've talked to these photographers and videographers in the Los Angeles area. Just because it's a very saturated market, you know, everyone I mean I've talked to the not pro, like the 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 representatives there and they say, Hey, like, you know, it's very high competition here and, and we kind of thought about it and we're like, Okay, how can we, you know, help out these photographers who just wanna, you know, shoot and photograph how can we help these videographers who just want to you know create a compelling story Um, and you know we've seen you know their work and they're phenomenal but one thing they're lacking is sales Um, Mm. and that's you know one thing I mean even for myself I'm learning sales every day but you know if it's something that we can help out you know these guys uh, moving forward you know um, it's it's very interesting because Once we help them out, you know, the creativity for them, you know, they don't, they won't have to worry about the, I would say like trying to, you know, upsell and things like that. If we take care of that for them, you know, all they have to do is just, you know, show up at the wedding, shoot and, um, you know, we'll maintain the rest of the, you know, the project management.
0: Yeah. That sounds cool. Whenever, uh, whenever that's up and running, man, you got to come back on and, and tell us more about it, you know? Yeah. Once you're free to give away the details of how that works. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so what I want to do, um, me and you talked uh, maybe about two weeks ago, uh, or maybe a week and a half, and you said that you know you guys had just booked a wedding for ten point one k. That's ten thousand one hundred dollars. Now I know that you didn't start, you know, whenever you started uh, doing wedding services, you weren't like, hey, you know what? I'm just going to jump to ten k and see how this thing goes so if you can walk us through you know the journey of of where you started you know how much you were charging and and how you grew into being able to be you know an elite uh, wedding provider
2: oh man elite that sounds very profound <laughs> um <laughs> but uh appreciate that uh so yes, my sir. journey my journey started um uh, you know just probably uh, just like with everyone out there who who went to film school and things like that or who got some education in film and, you know, or photography, whatever, or even graphic design, Um, I went to an art school. That's how I started. And there, you know, I kind of learned, you know, how to use a camera and things like that, how video production works. And then from there, I met some really cool people who were also in the wedding industry. And, you know, I was pretty amazed with, you know, the, the the wedding style and, you know, how it works, you know, getting ready and the first look and things like that. And, you know, as the industry was evolving, so, I mean, you know, Instagram came out and that blew up, you know, the wedding industry and so so did Pinterest. And I started gravitating towards, towards that market. Uh, not consistently. I was, you know, maybe once a month. I would, you know, work on as a second or even a third or even a fourth shooter, um, maybe just for, like, the ceremony and things like that. And, you know, they would pay me, like, anywhere between $50 to $75. And, and maybe the highest that I've gotten was, like, two or $300. Um, that was back in 2010. And that's, that's where I started, you know. I started, um, I started real low. And, but to me, I thought that was a lot of money. I thought that, you know, that that paid my bills at that time. Um, and then from there, you know, graduated film school, uh, moved out to Los Angeles because I thought that was like the promised land there. You know, going, <laughs> right. you know, moving to L.A. and uh, You know, I, I worked on several productions, which was great. Um, gave me a lot of experience. Um, but it wasn't, you know, the life for me. And I kind of got burnt out because I was working 20 hours a day. Um, and I didn't like that. It wasn't good for my soul. Um, wasn't good for myself, my mindset. I was, like I mentioned, burnt out. So uh, a friend of mine recommended me to you know work you know at Google, and I was like, mm-hmm. the tech industry. I don't I don't know how I feel about that. Right. Um, but lo and behold, it was a photographer position, and they had us travel around the country. Uh, for about two years, I traveled around the country, um, you know, photographing, you know, very touristy sites like, you know, the White House and Disney World, World Trade Center, things like that, uh, national parks. And, you know, I photographed for them, which was great, had a lot of freedom, it was great traveling and all that. Um, But then I wasn't getting paid much. I was getting paid, you know, a salary, which was not really working for me. Um, And that's where Tatiana and I really, you know, started our relationship, both um, as, you know, business and personal. And from there, we... uh, We had a kid. (laughs) We had a kid. Right, so you worked at Google, uh, uh,
0: then you had a kid. We all
2: know how that goes. (laughs) Yeah, and then uh, we we had to quit our jobs, right? A job, Um, and it was one of those things where we had to become. We we knew where we were at in life. We were sort of like in that millennial stage where we're trying to figure out where we where our placement in the world, you know, was and we were trying to figure out where we needed to go. And so we started our own wedding business, right? And it wasn't called the Legacy Weddings back then, it had its own name, it was called TTC Studio, and it had a mixture of commercial and you know, weddings. And there, our very first wedding um, was, I believe, somewhere between 1300 and 1500, it might've been 14, because. Uh, she gave us a tip afterward and, and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll just say like $1,400 um, for both photo and video. Um, and from there, we were like, you know, let's just try it out. Um, let's just try out weddings. You know, I've done it before. And she you know, was into photography. And I'm like, you know, let's just try to find our creativity there, you know, find our place in the world. And And what happened was... The bride's father um, had passed away the day after um, the wedding, which Whoa. was very was very very unfortunate. Let's just put it at that. Um, yeah. And we didn't we didn't know that until we met up with the bride and gave her all her you know final products. Um, mm. And right then and there, after we had that meeting with her, you know Tatiana and I, we were you know sitting in downtown Sunnyvale and we were in the car we were like man that was real deep you know Um, she hired us because she knew her father wasn't going to be there for very long and we gave her what we said we were going to give her and that was you know to preserve her family memories Mm. and you know we we captured his last speech you know the last dance he ever gave um and things like that, and it was it was a good feeling to know that we were able to provide that service. So we found our place in the world right then and there. Um, sure, we did it at lower rates, but you know, um, it was it was a good starting point for us. And to us, after that, it wasn't you know about the money. It wasn't about the money at all. Um, and then from there on. Um, you know, we started booking jobs for like, you know, $800, $500. We, we even did a wedding for $300. Uh, well, so we were like, you know, well, let's just go out there and, you know, and, and do all this and, and do all these weddings and shoot them and kind of see like, you know, what works, what doesn't work. Uh man, I'm be honest with you. We failed. Um, we failed a lot of times and
0: from there, How so? oh man, um, What's considered a failure in in the world of legacy weddings? Man,
2: you lose footage. (laughs) That's a failure. Um, That's a pretty big fail. Uh, You know, you mix up SD cards and things like that. So, uh, you know, you lose footage. (laughs) Let's just leave it at that. Yeah, for Um, sure. Go ahead. And, and yeah, you know, I mean, what what other failures are there? Um, You know, uh, I would say booking jobs, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, you know, all in a row. Um just because we burnt ourselves out and we lost that passion, you know. Um and, and that wasn't good. Um so looking back now, I mean, now we're doing okay. Now we you know we're uh setting a limit to how much we um take in as far as like being a videographer and a photographer. Um, and it's great to know that we were able to be in that kind of position of like, man, I'll take that job for 300 just because I got to feed my son. I'll take that job for, you know, five, $600, you know, and I'll fly out to Hawaii and I'll shoot your wedding for, you know, six, $800. And, you know, I'll pay for my plane ticket. I'll pay for my Airbnb. I'll pay for the car rental. And um, it was just one of those things where, we want to experience like all those um, not not really failures, but you know those bad experiences, so we can learn from them. And that, and that's right. the only way to grow in this industry is if you learn from your you know experiences, whether they're good or bad. Uh, learning from your experience will is always the best teacher. You know,
0: it's always the best teacher. Fantastic. Uh, so I got a couple questions. Uh, Chaz, do you have any questions? No, nah, man. I'm,
1: I'm just taking my notes, man. That's it.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, that was very, that was a heartfelt speech I really enjoyed to hear. Um, so, you know, starting out where, you know, you're providing a lot of value, but you weren't mm-hmm. receiving very much in return for it, uh, monetarily anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, what does it look like? You know, how often did you decide to raise your prices? Or when did you decide that, you know, what you're doing uh, with your time and with your talent is worth more? you know, to get from where you were to where you are now? Like, what's the catalyst there?
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, when we were selling anywhere between 800 and 1,200, um, it was, you know, we were okay with that. We were, we were definitely okay with that. But I guess it, it got to the point of, you know, when, when the bride started expecting more, you know, um, and when our time was being taken away from us, from our son, um, and his, you know, first year of, you know, in this world, um, that's when we knew we had to raise our prices because we're, you know, our time is very limited. Not just like during the wedding day, but you know, post-production takes a ton of time, um, and I'm sure you guys can agree with that. And we knew right then and there, we were like, man, the the photographers that we work with, they're charging like four, 000, five thousand dollars, and they're just doing, you know, photography. Man, and we're doing video, we're doing all this hard work, we're flying our drone, we're, we're shooting, you know, we're, we're recording audio, we're, you know, conducting interviews, we're, you know, and all these things. And we're just looking at these photographers like, man, they have an easy role in this, uh, you know, in this industry or for our bride and grooms. And that's when we really started understanding our value. We spoke to a guy named uh, Jared. So we, we, we filmed a wedding in Colorado. And uh, his name is Jared M. Gant, um, mm-hmm. a very, very popular wedding photographer. And when we talked to him about, you know, his rates, because uh, we were like, man, how do you get to your rates? Very simple. He's like, you just got to know your worth. You just got to know your value. And for right. us, we're like, man, and, we're, and and that can go with a lot of things with different because you know, everyone's different. You know, like for us, we had a son, and uh, or we have a son, and. We want to spend as much as you know, as much time with him as possible. You know, helping him with his growth, and that's value to us. Um, and you know, our time being taken away from him, you know, um, every you know, our bride and grooms have to you know pay a little lecture for that. Um, sure. So that's when we kind of knew um, where we had to raise our prices. Was you know we. You know, our time with our son was being taken away. And then this guy just confirming, like, you know, you just have to know your worth. Um, And that's when, you know, that's when we knew.
1: Um, So that that brings up a question that brings up a question by me. Was your was your pricing increase? Was it fast? Was it kind of slow paced? How did you do it? Maybe you know, $500 every so-and-so, or did you just, you yeah, know, good jump off the cliff and almost double your prices like um my buddy Aaron did? Like, <laughs> oh, man, there
2: was no time for doubling or tripling. It was it was more so you have to do it now, um, you yeah. know, because we knew the value. I mean, if you think about it, we, I mean, we don't have to think about our, uh, you know, how much our prices are because we know the value that we, you know, Bring to our clients because you know hundred years from now if we're not there to shoot their you know their wedding video then they're not gonna have that and I'm willing to bet that they're gonna pay like you know 100 grand if you know if we ask them like a hundred years from now if you had your wedding video shot you know with your grandmother with your you know everyone there your family members and they're all gone now what would you be
0: willing to pay you know Wow, it's a pretty good way to you know to, to put that into perspective yeah um, because we're, of course we're, oh go ahead i'm sorry
2: yeah we're we're just thinking about like now like how much we're worth but like think about the value it'll bring like you know 100 years from now because that's the legacy there that's the memories that they'll be you know having they're going to pass these memories down to their kids their grandkids and so on and so forth um and that's something that you know i mean if i had my grandfather's you know um you know photographs and things like that i'd be so happy because i would be you know, reliving those moments, you know, that he was able to experience. And, you know, unfortunately, not able to do that, uh, understand where he came from,
0: you know, so. So, you know, moving on, uh, Chaz, do you have anything to add to that section uh, as far as knowing your value and how to price accordingly?
1: Um, not, man, you know what? I think that's probably one of the most um, controversial things that we talk about as creatives, not even, you know, not even in the wedding industry as a creative itself because it's it's very difficult to put a price on you know your time, you know your knowledge your your eye and everything um am it's it's tough, man, because you know as much as people wanna jump a lot of times you're afraid, especially so some people don't realize if you've never if you've never been a full time freelancer. Like you said, how you pretty much had to do, you know, weddings for $300, you know, $50 to to second shoot. People don't understand when you freelance, if you don't work, you don't eat. Period. Right. And it's not, you know, you don't, you don't, a lot of the times you get, you know, you get, you gotta, you're crawling through the mud, man. But, you know, the thing that keeps you going is that you understand you're in your lane of your passion. And once you get out of that mud, it's just hard to put a price on it, man. Like I know me personally, I've done so much, I've 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 been so many places, that it's just hard to put a number on it. So and then right. and, and then again, your pricing really depends on the demographics, you know, mm-hmm. and the clientele that you're reaching, you know. So for somebody to book a ten thousand dollar wedding for video in North Carolina, like it's probably a basketball player or something you know right. But when you take that same amount of money and you go to like New York or you go to Cali you know that, that ain't that much because it's just the demographics you know so um knowing your worth you have to know your worth but you also have to know your demographics as well you know right because you I guarantee you you won't book a, a, a ten or twenty thousand dollar wedding in Pikeville North Carolina you know yeah. where challenge accepted you know I yeah that. go for it <laughs> <What you got? laughs>
0: um, yeah so I would say you know you're on to something there um, you do have to know your worth and what you're providing for people um, and what Jonas uh, was talking about a little earlier you know about seeing his grandpa again and you know having those memories saved um, I think a lot of that comes in the, the process of talking to the couple Right. Um, you know a lot of of our worth Uh, may be dependent on how well we can communicate the facts of what we're actually giving them. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, if I'm selling a wedding video uh, or if I'm selling something that looks cool, uh, the value on that's not very good. Um, You may, if you have some extra cash, you know, put a thousand dollars on it. Uh, But if I'm selling you the ability to go back and to relive this day, this celebration where your family is there your husband's family is there uh, you know your your friends like your grandparents your nieces nephews like if I'm selling you the ability to capture that moment in time and go back and relive it for as long as you want to that's worth more it's priceless um, actually yeah and I mean yeah exactly it is priceless uh, but unfortunately you know people do have budgets. right um, yeah I think knowing your market is good uh, but I wouldn't be I wouldn't be limited by a market mm. um, because in any market, you know, there's people with, with the money to pay. Right. Um, as long as you're good at communicating that value and also knowing what you're actually offering. Uh, Jonas, you look like you want to chime in here. What were you going to say?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, just to be um, you know transparent, my, my uh, 10K bride, she is actually not even from California. Um, she's actually from Addis Attest- out of country. Mm. She's, uh, oh, you know, nice. from a third world country where, you know, um, you know, it, it, and, and the thing is, this is what I believe. Um, if your clients want to hire you, right. And when we're not talking about like the passer buyers who just want to, you know, find rates and things like that, we're, we're talking about people who are in love with you and your services and your branding and, you know, and, and your company in general, um, they are gonna find a way to get the money. I know it sounds very, you know, harsh, you know, think 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 about it that way, especially with my bride and her being from a third world country and like her parents, you know, uh, her parents and her siblings, you know, getting involved, pitching in. She found a way to get that, you know, that ten K. I, I once I talked I got off the phone or towards the end of the conversation we were, you know, talking about pricing and told her the price and she you know, she was she was shocked. She was surprised. And um, at first, it was the 8,500. And then we upsold her afterward. Um, so that's where we started. <laughs> right, but, uh, yeah, just
0: 85, no big deal.
2: Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, so she, she found a way to get the money. She found a way, uh, you know, and, and that's what I believe. And another example would be, um, there's this couple that I, or actually the bride, I knew her from way back when. Message uh, messaged her. She's actually really struggling. She moved out of California just because of that. Um, and she couldn't afford, you know, my rates. Uh, but she's been following me, you know, like she's been stalking me really, you know, about, you know, my wedding and wedding company and things like that. Um, but she found a way to get the money. Uh, never asked her how, but, um, I knew her situation. I knew her from, you know, uh, from way back when and her family and things like that. I know her brother. Um, but she found a way to get you know get the money and and I don't know how but once people understand they they love what you do and they understand your value and you're able to communicate that be- they'll they'll find a way to get the money and and I just you know finished up a wedding last weekend um, where the bride and groom paid well over $80,000 for you know the venue and for you know everything else involved and in my head I'm like wow um, so it's not just the um, you know us being part of the budget when they say they have no budget really meaning they don't understand your value as much or they don't appreciate the value that you provide right. um, but they can appreciate the value of the venue you know what I mean right. for yeah. like $20,000 but you know you can't appreciate someone who is going to like capture those memories that first kiss that you and your you know husband are going to have um, you know or, or the grandparents that, you, that you're not going to have forever um I think there's a, you know, that scale is weighing over, you know, one side more than the other. And we have to find a way to, like, you know, tilt that balance where it's not even, but, you know, it'd be even better if it's in our
0: favor. Right. So tell me if this sounds accurate to, you know, both of you after hearing all this. Um, one of the keys to being able to raise your prices beyond, you know, standard budget weddings. Um, you know where you're on a service and you know you're charging X amount and you just take as many as you get you know just like a assembly line but one of the keys then would be to learn how to communicate uh, the value of what you're bringing but also to learn how to to get people to fall in love with what we do Um, and I think one of the big parts of that is falling in love with it yourself Um, you know I know you know making my personal videos uh, for my business um, you know, I won't send something out before I'm in love with it myself because I know if I'm in love with it, then they'll, they'll be more than in love with it. Um, so would you guys agree with that, that communicating the value and also, you know, learning how to get people to fall in love with what we do and your work in particular, uh, helps you to raise those prices?
1: Absolutely. <clears throat> yes, yeah, definitely. Um, what I gathered, um, cause I'll be honest, a lot of my clients, I don't talk to them. Um, I don't talk to them, I don't have meetings. Um but what it sounds like is you can definitely upsell and you can you can raise your prices, but you have to you have to speak to the couple, you know, because they don't understand, like mm-hmm. when they when they think of a video, they're thinking of the the old, you know, big camera guy, yeah. obnoxious guy. Um, and they don't value it. But you know, I think, I think the tables are turning to where video is, is becoming more of a big deal than photography, you know,
0: mm-hmm. like,
1: I, again, like I've even told you, Aaron, like couples contacted me before they contact the photographer and I get the photographer booked for them. you know, right. so it's, um, I definitely see how, you know, explaining it does. I just explained it through email. I can I can I can definitely <laughs> finesse it if I talk to them on the phone, but I just type it out. Um, but yeah, yeah. I got to get yeah. more people. So on the
0: that's phone. funny that you say that. My um, my best bookings always one hundred percent of the time come from phone calls. In fact, I don't know that I've ever had a phone call where I also didn't book the wedding at a good rate. Um, just because my email, I guess, sounds a little robotic, um, but when I'm able to speak to someone, you know, and have personality there, it kind of helps me. Um, so you know moving on um, I think we've given a lot of value to that subject uh, but there's something else I want to get to uh, that me and Jonas have talked about before um, you know if you have Jonas a wedding and, and we're going to use an example here let's say I've booked a bride for $1,000 or $1,500 mm-hmm. um, and I want my prices to be higher how can I get those prices up without the bride having to pay more and I think this is like I don't know why more people don't do this or think of this, but it's incredibly simple, and it's it's an easy way to really bump your average on a booking.
2: Yeah, Absolutely, I'd, I'd definitely love to touch on this subject because um, it's very important to know that you know when you're there, you're actually you're a business. You know, you're you're there to conduct business, and um, no matter how you look at it. Business owners, the top CEOs, the top companies in the world, they understand one thing. If there's a jackpot there, um, like in the United States, there's a jackpot, right? How can they get more of it from every single American or every single Californian? You know what I mean? Um, Mm. To me, when I go to a wedding, and I know, like, let's say the budget for this entire wedding is probably close to fifty thousand k how can i i always think how can i get that 50k into my pocket into not really my pocket but like into my business um, mm-hmm. and that's that's how i see it i'm like okay they booked me for like let's say 5k right for video um okay so now we have to find the other 45k where can we find that 45k or where the goal is not to try to like extract all of it but you know enough of it to where you know your business is thriving and it sounds very <laughs> it sounds like i'm a um being like a very maniacal <laughs> money hungry you know company a little bit but, but that's uh, okay but like let's say they pay you know the photographer an extra five like 5k right let's just you know keep the numbers easy how can i get that 5k from that photographer obviously she's not going to give me her you know the, the rest of the 5k be like hey I'll shoot, you know, uh, you know, I'll shoot you a promo video while you're working with a bride and make you look like a superstar, you know. Um, so I'll go behind her during the, you know, uh, sunset shots or whatever it may be, um, or a couple, couple shots or a couple session, um, and I'll shoot behind her and I'll shoot her and make her look like, you know, a superstar with my gimbal and things like that, and um, and then we'll go into another sales meeting after the wedding with this photographer. Um, like like a very good example is uh the first yosemite pro- uh wedding that i did um or that tatiana and i uh, did um, we were booked for 800 dollars, but we knew the bride's budget was you know obviously higher than that and <laughs> right. the photographer we looked at her website we're like man how is she getting paid these rates so um we understood one thing how can we sell the photographer and make her look like a superstar so we can get that let's say 2k that she was paid you know for that wedding um and then uh well we met at the warrior academy um aaron and Mm -hmm. uh, we understand this video called the video business card and I sold her on a video business card for 2k so it's just like money just being transferred to her from the bride and then being transferred to us using extra services that we you know provide um, so in reality, um, if you look at it financially, um, I actually extracted the 2K from her. She did her services, she got paid, but I got I pulled that 2K away from her, um, from her company, and brought it into mine.
0: Right. This so is, you did, essentially turned an $800 wedding video into a $2,800 weekend. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. So let me let me I know because anyone listening is obviously going to want to know more about this so give me uh, not a script but a quick rundown on so I'm at a wedding Uh, you know I have the photographer here you know I don't think that the best method would be to come off salesy so like at what point and how do you approach a vendor about this you know like at what point in the day is it uh, most likely to succeed and how do you pitch it
2: oh sure I learned this you know I learned this it, it came to me I was like I was in Hawaii, I was shooting um, a very low, low budget. I'm not gonna be honest, it was about $700 um, Mm -hmm. for video. And um, I learned this, I don't know what to call it, scale or tactic, I don't know what to call it, Um, by shooting the DJ, right? I, I shot the DJ from afar with my long lens, and you know, I was making him look like a superstar, and then I was showing him. You know, I'm like, hey man, look, look what I captured. you were looking, you know, you're rocking the party. Everyone was grooving. You know, everyone was having a good time because <laughs> of you, and because you know, obviously, I wanted that for my, you know, for the video. And uh, so I showed him, and he was like, oh man, I really like that shot of me. How, how can we? Uh, can you send me the the, the file? I'm like, uh, this is really for the bride and groom. He's like. Hey man, I'll pay you a couple hundred dollars, and then boom—that's when it hit. You know, yeah, the that, that's when off it clicked. Yeah, he—he he was like, "Hey, send me those few files. I'll pay you a few hundred bucks." And I was like, "Wow!" So, I sent him the files. After a couple weeks later, sent him the files. Five hundred dollars into, you know, our business.
0: Yeah, and that's an easy way, <laughs> man. So you know, if you're not at uh, to the point where you think you're ready to raise those prices, you know, from let's say fifteen hundred to two thousand. Uh, that's a good way, you know, to go ahead and raise them for your business, but not towards your market, you know, towards the brides. Mm-hmm. Um, so Chaz, let me ask you, have you ever tried this method?
1: Um, I have not. I have not. Um, what I have done with, with certain vendors, I've um, offered to, you know, get shots of them and, and throw something together for them just for kind of like a B for B type thing, you know, like maybe, right. um, like, um, I've done some work with the photographer because I needed some updated pictures on my website. So right, so you trade services, yeah, but it wasn't, right. I never right. thought about it with the money thing, but that's pretty dope. I never, um, I'll have to, uh, figure out something with that one though. That's pretty dope.
0: Yeah. So I'm kind of with you, Chaz. Uh, there has been times You know, where I'm thinking, like, man, this venue is pretty nice. I'd like to get on the recommended vendor list. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I would have shot, uh, you know, in my mind, plenty of clips to make a killer video uh, of just about the venue. Um, And then later down, you know, a couple weeks later, I'll contact them and be like, hey, like, you know, I took this awesome video. I wanted to share it with you. You know, by the way, I'd love to be, you know, recommended from you guys, Mm -hmm. Um, which has worked. uh, But, until you know speaking with Jonas about this, uh, I mean, it's been some time ago, probably a couple of months. Um, you know, after that, I tried it, and sure enough, man, uh, you know, it wasn't even like it wasn't even a hard sell, right? Uh, and I actually did the exact same thing he said was like, you know, I turned around, um, and this one, uh, he wasn't a DJ per se, he was kind of like a mix between a DJ and a band, right? Um, you know, kind of wearing both hats. Uh, but I just turned the camera around, show him that full frame goodness, uh, and he was sold just by looking at the picture of himself, mm-hmm. you know, and everyone looking super cool. Um, so, yeah, dude, that's, that's an easy thing. You know, anybody listening, uh, you know, it may sound scary to approach another vendor, but you got to view yourself as a business. Um, and, you know, I know a lot of times, especially at lower prices just starting out, um, you may be a little nervous on how people perceive you. Um, but... I can tell you that they don't perceive you uh, at the same level you perceive yourself. They perceive you as professionals um, because they are professionals, the caterers are professionals. Uh, you know, the the husband and wife or the bride and groom or whoever is getting married, you know, they're professionals in their industry. So, you know, they're not coming into the thing thinking, man, I bet this videographer is only worth 600 bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they just think you're probably good at it. Um, so that's, that's a good tip. Uh, I love that tip. Um, I have one one more question about uh, pricing before we move on to our next section, guys. Sure. Um, and that is be, it is it okay
2: if I um, add a little something here?
0: Go ahead. Um, I'd love it. Y- yeah,
2: um, just to um, just for one little thing. Uh, well, in regards to that, um, you know, shooting the DJ and things like that, their vendors. Uh, But be very careful because remember, you're there to, you know, serve your clients Mm -hmm. and always keep the bride and groom, you know, um, first before everyone else. I'm saying, you know, shoot it, you know, when it's necessary. You know, like I shot the DJ when it was, you know, the reception time and there was more time to do Mm -hmm. that. And, uh, you know, not taking away from, you know, the bride and groom and, you know, what, what they're, what you're there for to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Capture
0: <laughs> you know, that's a good point. I'm glad you added that, uh, because you definitely don't want to get sidetracked and forget to actually shoot the wedding. Mm-hmm. And in fact, that's been, uh, that's been a nightmare of mine several times. I have this nightmare, um, where I'm shooting this wedding and these people, this is going to sound weird. So, you know, feel free to laugh at me, but they have like a, you know, what a slip and slide is. Yeah, Yo, Chaz yeah, knows yeah. what it is. He's from mm. the southeast. He knows what mm-hmm. a slip and slide is. Yeah, yeah uh, Out west, <laughs> you know, they've got the... So in, in this nightmare I have, they have the slip and slide set up in the back uh, down this giant hill. Everyone's having a blast. And, you know, I'm like, man, that'd be some great footage. So I run over there. Uh, I get the footage, but in the process, get my camera lens all disgusting from, you know, the water and mud. So, and then I'm like, uh, you know what? I'm going to go change lenses. And then, for whatever reason in this nightmare, I change lenses and then when I get back downstairs, the ceremony's over, and I've not shot any of it. So yeah, that's a good point, man, and maybe that's my dream's way of telling me, you know, make sure when you go to a wedding, the bride and groom are your number one priority. Uh, this is a great way to add money, uh, but it's also a great way to ruin your business if you forget to shoot the couple, um, because they're definitely you know, the number one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my next question uh, for both of you guys is, you know, for people who are afraid uh, to raise their prices or maybe, you know, they say, oh, you know what, I'm comfortable at 800 bucks. You know, it's not too bad. What would you say to those people?
1: After you.
2: Sure, <laughs> yeah. You're not valuing valuing yourself. You know, you're not, you're not taking into consideration your time. You know, our time is, you know, our own. We're human beings. We only have a set amount of... Um, you know, years, you know, on this planet, and, you know, I'm sure you all know, like, something can happen tomorrow, and you have to value, like, you know, your life as well, like, being there and your time being taken away from whatever it is that you're doing, whether, even if it is, like, playing video games at home, and you love that, you know, they are taking time away from what you love, um, whether it's family or activities like that, or, you know, traveling and things like that, you really have to understand, like, you know, the value in um, yourself. You really have to understand the value of yourself.
1: Um. Very good. Chaz, what do you got? Um, so, you know, I'm just, I just figure my role for the podcast. I'm just going to be the devil's advocate a lot of the times. Yeah.
0: Dude, that's great. You know what? You know how I picture Chaz is, so, you know, I'm good at making videos. Uh, you know, I can make killer videos, at least in my opinion and the people I work with. Um, and Chaz makes good videos too, but something Chaz offers, uh, to me at least, I don't know if he offers it to others, is this sage wisdom. (laughs) You know, like when I, when I call Chaz and he's still busy, uh, you know, doing stuff in the day and I, you know, I get all excited because I'm the kind of guy that once the ball gets rolling, like I'm ready to just jump in and go for it. (laughs) And Chaz is always here to be like, Hey, look at all these sides that are available, you know, slow down, catch your breath and, you know, just, just be easy. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. So, Chaz, uh, what do you got for us?
1: So, to all the people out there that are shooting super low budget weddings, um, you know what I'm going to tell you. What's a super low budget? I'll, like you said, your number was 800. I'll just, I'll just stick with that. Okay. Right. Okay. What I'll just say is, um, go ahead and keep doing them. Okay. Because what's going to happen is you're going to get burnt out. I, I get. Listen, I guarantee you. I guarantee you're gonna get so burnt, you're gonna hate weddings. And then you know what you're gonna do? You're gonna quit. And you know what? That's just more money on the table for everybody else. Um, right? <laughs> sooner or later, you're gonna bring your prices up. Like it's, it's just indefinite, you know? Everybody that I know that's in the wedding industry, we all crawl through the mud in the beginning. I get it. It's a part of, you know, the tradition.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: After a while, you're gonna say, I can't do this for $800, you're gonna get, you're gonna book 30 weddings for $800, you're gonna be pulling your hair out, and at the end of the year, you're gonna be like, man, I could've worked at Burger King and made this much money. And right. you're gonna realize how you much you left fingers. on the table, you know, so, you know, go ahead, keep doing them. You won't do them for long, I promise you. But um, yeah, anybody that's afraid, I had a, a high end wedding planner to tell me um a long time ago she said um if you're afraid just try doubling your prices and see what happens if you don't get any bookings bring it down a little bit and just keep easing your way down until you find that that zone where people are starting to book you again and then you start working your way back up you know but um just do it man yolo like i told aaron like yo double it see what happens if nothing happens I just, you know, that's all you can really do. It's just, it's yeah. all the test. And it worked. Yeah, so. so.
0: And you know, I'll, I'll share real quick, you know, I know we got to move on. Um, the thing that drove me to raise my prices, and I know we, we touched on this last week, um, about my first wedding for 500, uh, and then my third for 12, and you know, today I'm pitching well beyond that, um, was seeing what other people were doing and you know, having the knowledge that there's guys out here like Jonas you know, getting in five-figure wedding deals. And, and I'm, I sit here and think to myself, like is Jonas really that much better than I am? Like is he, are his videos so captivating that mine are only worth a tenth of that? Surely not. Uh, so you know, seeing that made me reflect on myself and you know, in my mind it was clearly something I was doing you know, in the process of selling a wedding video uh, and not the actual product, uh, which turns out to be 100% true. Uh, and I'm making a lot more money now. But moving That's on. That's no shade to um, you or
1: anything, Jonas. So don't don't be like. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that, That's Jonas knows
0: that. Yeah, his his work is beautiful. <laughs> it's, it's smooth. It's buttery. Uh, and his couples absolutely adore it. Yeah. And that, at the end of the day, is what right. matters. Um, so, Jonas, the next section uh, moving into, you know, in our group. Uh, so we have a Facebook group. Uh, for wedding videographers uh, and the title of it uh, or the name of it I should say is story over everything wedding videography uh, and this is a place where you know we invite beginners to come uh, you know Chaz and I are the admins of the group and we just try to provide advice tips you know if we have leads to share you know from weddings that uh, you know we're, we're not gonna be booking um, you know it's a place for beginners to come you can feel safe there you know, it's not a competitive environment. Like, we're not looking to put each other down or, you know, appear the best. Um, but I've noticed in this group, uh, a lot of the talk is about gear. Um, and it seems like a lot of people think that, man, I need this, you know, I need this Ursa Mini Pro. Uh, or maybe not technically, but, you know, something, you know, I need something really high-end because that's what's going to allow me to raise my prices. Uh, so, Jonas... You know, share a little light. Uh, What kind of gear do you use to shoot a 10K wedding?
2: Oh, man, I shoot on a
0: potato. (laughs) (laughs) I use a... uh, It's funny that you just said that, because Chaz, (laughs) in the last episode, Chaz said, I shoot on a potato for his first wedding, uh, which was very similar to your gear. But go ahead. I'm sorry for (laughs) interrupting. So my uh, gear,
2: my camera of choice... Is the Panasonic GH4? A <laughs> couple <laughs> years behind, um, mm. but you know what? I understand. I understand one thing. You know, um, as long as my clients are happy with a final product, you know, it's all good. All right. um, and, and and the great thing is that that Yosemite uh, photographer that I was talking about, she shoots on much older. Um, or she shoots her photographs on much older technology than um, than me, which is film. And in my head, I'm like, "Wow, how can she be shooting on film? You know, that is like a huge disservice to the bride and groom." That was my thought process—not really like you know out loud, but just in my head. Um, but then I thought about it, I'm like, well as long as the bride and groom are happy you know and as long as you provide as long as it's not shot with like one of those polaroid cameras and things like that something that's like very very low quality you know um a gh4 is very sufficient and you know it cost me what like 700 bucks when i bought it just for the body and and uh, you know the lens as well but I still have. I haven't even upgraded my lens. You know, I haven't upgraded my lens. I haven't upgraded my. You know, the body itself. I haven't upgraded anything. Um, only thing I've ever upgraded is. You know, from Premiere 2015, a Premiere CC or whatever it is. That's the only thing that has changed. Everything has been the same, um, even before when I started shooting wedding videos or consistently shooting wedding videos. I still have my GH4. It's my go-to camera. Um, still shoots on 4K, you know, um, it's still cinema quality. Um, and, and one thing, if you're, if you're a beginner, uh, don't, really, don't really think you, you have to lower your rates just because, um, you know, you're shooting, you know, with a potato. You have to understand that you're shooting their memories. And that is what is more important than anything else in the, you know, uh, when you're shooting a big day. You have to understand that whether, even if you run out of battery and you whip out your cell phone, you're still preserving that memory and they would still love to have that captured. Um, whatever that, whatever memory would be, you know? Um, Yeah, that's really all I have to say. Like, don't really put yourself... Like, it's not all about gear. Sure, we have all these companies like Sony and Panasonic like coming out with new things year after year and things like that. Great, that's, you know, that's all fine. But as long as you're able to, you know, do your work and provide the service you're giving to, you know, uh, know, bride and groom, you don't have to upgrade. Don't don't be um, forced to do it just because there's a new piece of technology out there. Um, as long as you can do your work and help your bride and groom, then that's all that matters.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. That's good. That's good stuff. And I say that, uh, as someone who bought a brand new body yesterday. Um, but yeah, you know, I a hundred percent agree. Um, you know, cause I'm the kind of guy like what I love to have a C200. Yeah. You know what I love to have, you know, a red camera. Yeah. Or, you know, some of these high end black magic. Uh, yeah, I would love that. Uh, I'd also love a full film crew. Um, you know and everything else but there's a there's a point where you hit those diminishing returns um, you know as far as as, you know what you're bringing and the value the client sees which also comes into you know the editing process which we won't get into now Um, but you know when you when I sit here and you know I can tinker with one shot for you know an hour and a half trying to get it perfect Uh, but then I have to remind myself is the client is never gonna think this isn't perfect they're not gonna they're not they are not going to sit here and think man, is his Kelvin just a little off here? Mm-hmm. That's just not their mindset. <laughs> you know, they view it as the story. Uh, and that's why, you know, the title yeah. of this is Story Over Everything. Uh, because if the story, you know, is, is valuable to them, then, you know, the the technical aspects don't really show through as much. Yeah. Uh, Chaz, how do you feel about the gear section here? Man, man you
1: know what? I'm a gearhead. I ain't going to lie to you. Um, Are you? I, I wouldn't have known I, that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> but what I will say is... Um, you're going if you're going to get into gear get into gear because you need to get into it now what i say with that is um Mm -hmm. you know i used to be a a panasonic owner um i had the the (laughs) panasonic gh3 potatoes um and they just they let me down when i really needed them to um you know work for me so what i did was my upgrade was to solve a problem it wasn't just because this new thing came out, you know. Um, so maybe if you're just just for an example, if you suck at pulling focus, okay, and you shoot on a, 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 a Canon T3I, all right, mm-hmm. and you hear this all these magnificent reviews about the Sony um, um, A7 III or whatever, and the the the, the autofocus. If that's that big of a deal to you, then I give you the green light to upgrade to that. But stop there. Don't just hop on a new bandwagon because it's the latest and greatest. If it's going to right. bring value to you, if it's going to ease your, the hectic wedding days, then go ahead and spend the money, but stop it right there. You know, you, you right. it's, it's so easy to just be buying and buying and buying and buying because you're making, but the, the objective isn't to, to make to spend is to make to save and to gain, you know. But um Right. That's just my opinion on gear. I love gear, as some people know.
0: Yeah. You know. Gear is easy to get caught up in, <laughs> man. You know, the newest thing is always like, you know, it's so enticing. Uh but you know, I th- I think that we've covered that. Um, with some really good advice for those out there uh listening. Um so you know, we've got about five minutes left here, uh, on the cast. Um Jonas, is there anything else, any other value that you would want to add to the audience? Any, any advice you give to a beginner, uh, to someone trying Absolutely. to break into this industry or a veteran? Just what do you got there?
2: Yeah. Um, don't forget about your money. Uh, biggest, biggest key there. Uh, what I mean by that is um, I read a book called Profit First, and it's about money allocations. Um, and it, it ties into pretty much a lot of things that we talked about. Um, And in it so I'm gonna explain it very briefly. So like let's say the bride pays you a thousand bucks right to do the wedding Um, In there in the book it teaches you how to handle that money, right? And that's one thing that you know videographer I would say just an artist would you know overthink, you know, the the money part Uh, Allocate that money um, set aside 50% for yourself 30 percent for your operating expenses, um, 10 percent for the taxes and 10 percent for your profit. And at the end of the year, you set that money aside for profit. You pay yourself out as a bonus um, and you have more money in your pocket. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the operating expenses, once you know you have like a certain amount, that's how much you can market. You know what I mean? Like, let's say you build up in that piece of uh, checking account, there's $3,000 you can spend whatever you want with the uh, operating expense whether it's for marketing or new tools and things like that that way you can kind of like control how much you spend on you know new gear or things like that and it kind of like drives you as well to you know um, sell higher if you know you want that piece of gear but you know your um, operating expense doesn't cover that you know you're gonna push yourself to you know sell higher rates because you want that piece of you know technology and you're gonna know, want to sell more, and you know. Um, but yeah, uh, as far as like money allocations, that's one thing that we always, you know, as as a creative, we you know overlook. Um, and the bit, and one other thing that's going off topic now um, is don't worry about the lack of bride and grooms and gigs that you're gonna book throughout the year. There's plenty enough for everyone out there. Everyone's yeah. getting married. Every weekend, there's always out. And I believe around on the wedding date, August eighteenth, twenty eighteen, 2018, that was the biggest wedding day of the entire year. I think over three hundred thousand couples were getting married that that that's, uh, um, yeah. that day. That's, that's enough. Just business. that day, there, there is more than enough to go around. And if um, and one more thing, you don't always have to you know, sell, um, you, you don't always have to book, you know, five, six, you know, brides a month or wedding gigs, you know, you just have to book a few, you know, as long as you sell, you know, like for instance, like a 10 K wedding, that's all you need for that entire month. You know, just understand that, you know, you don't have to work yourself, you know, to, uh, you know, you know, to the max and, and, and do like 13 weddings, like what I did last year. Um, in an entire month you can just shoot one wedding a month um, but you just have to understand that there's more than enough to go around you don't have to get like the lowest you don't have to get you know you just have to have enough for you you know you don't have to get everyone involved and like what we mentioned earlier you can always easily turn that 2k wedding into 2,500 if that's what you have to meet by the end of the month you know um, so my biggest advice is don't sweat it. Just enjoy the ride. This is, you know, a really fun industry. Really, we get to go to these mm-hmm. exciting venues. We get to meet incredible bride and grooms. We get to tell amazing stories. And you know, uh, don't ever lose that. Don't ever burn yourself out. Uh, it's really, it's really easy to, you know, burn yourself out. Enjoy the ride. Um, you know, because we all progress at some point, and we all start at some point. But just enjoy it.
1: So, hey, Great so before you get out of here, man, um, shout out all your social media that you want people to follow you on as well.
2: Oh, man. Um, sure. Uh, so our website is CaptureYourLegacy.com. Um, our Instagram is Legacy Wedding. No S. Uh, our business name is Legacy Weddings, but some someone else took, you know, on Instagram took that, <laughs> <laughs> that right. username. But yeah um sure if you find our website capture your legacy you'll be able to find all our social media links but uh, appreciate that man
0: yeah, absolutely well dude it's been a, a pleasure having you around um and of course you know we're gonna have you in the future uh, to talk about some more subjects uh, but man have a great day and we appreciate it
2: hey thank you guys very much take it easy time. man
1: peace
0: all right so Chaz, uh you know that was that was a very informative podcast Definitely was. Uh, you know even even for myself, I learned some things, uh, you know, moving forward that I can implement. Um, what else do you have for the audience today, Chaz? Man,
1: just um, I just want to pretty much reiterate, you know, some of the things that's going over. Um, especially knowing your worth, man. That's what it's really all about. Um, it's going to take time. It doesn't happen overnight, you know. Mm-hmm. You got to go through the journey to get there. But, you know, know your worth. Don't do anything that, you know, that makes you feel degraded or, or less of. You know, because a lot of people are try you. You know, they feel as if, hey, I'm paying you, you do this, like point blank period. And sometimes you gotta understand when to put your foot down a lot of times. Um, You know, another thing you spoke about was making money through vendors. Like, hey, idea, you know what I'm saying? You don't have to be the best videographer to shoot a DJ or to shoot um, behind the scenes for a photographer, but it's another way for you to make money. And it just depends on, you know, how many things you can handle at once. But like you said, at the end of the day, the um primary focus is the bride and the groom. Um and you know, allocating your money, that's really dope, especially when you get serious and you have to pay taxes and stuff like that. You gotta you gotta keep that in the back of your head. But um, you know, as far as me, man, um nothing's really sticking out right now. You know, it's just another dope podcast. Hope everybody enjoyed it, you know. What about you, A?
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, no, I mean, that's, uh, I think you hit everything I wanted to say. And I think, you know, in future episodes, we're definitely gonna have to have one, uh, you know, business related, as far as, you know, how to split that up um, wisely. And also, you know, where you can, you can be profitable, live your life and, you know, have a sustainable business. Right. Um, that's something that new people definitely need to know. Um, so we'll touch on that more. But, you know, as always, uh, anybody listening, you're welcome to send in your questions. Join the Facebook group. Uh, The name of the Facebook group is Story Over Everything Wedding Videography. Um, You know, just shout out. Let us know what you want to know. Let us know what you need to know. Let us know who you want to hear and how you want to hear it. Uh, We appreciate your time. And until next time, have a good one.
1: Peace.